Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 81, Listening to Your Soul and Blowing Your Own Mind with Kirk Souter. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. So I love today's episode, but before I introduce it, I just want to quickly let you know that the next six-week course of the Little School of Big Change begins in less than a month. If you're listening to this live, probably much less than a month, but today is February 3rd. Yes, February 3rd. And the next six-week course of the Little School of Big Change begins March 2nd, 2020. Now, you probably know the Little School of Big Change is a six-week course. It's a course that I run twice a year, only twice a year. And it is a course that has a set, designed, tested curriculum that walks you through this new paradigm and shows you in a really, really deep way who you truly are beyond all the conditioning, beyond all the thinking, beyond all the stuff you do that you wish you didn't do who you really are and and what all that other stuff is, you know, like how your mind works and how your experience works. Because when we see more about that, we just relax in gigantic ways. So people come to the little school of big change because they want to be free of some habit or because they want to be free of anxiety or excessive worry, or they just sense that they're living in their heads too much or that there's more to life and all kinds of different things. So they want something to change. And through the course of these six weeks, going through the videos together, me having twice weekly calls, guiding you through them, going deeper and addressing your questions and finding your blind spots and pointing them out to you, the support you get on our forum from myself and Amanda and Terry. I just can't even say like what happens. It's it's incredible. People have insights. They The habits and issues and anxieties and worries that brought them in just start to look really, really different. They just do. They don't look like people say like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was so worried about that. Or I can't believe life looked so scary. They just see things in a new light. And when we see ourselves and our experience in a new light, anything that wants to change or needs to change, changes. It just does. It's just how we work. It's a beautiful thing to see. So I love, I love the container of the little school of big change. That's kind of a weird word for it, but It's not, you know, people think, oh, I get personal support from Amy and coaching and from Amy's coaches and all of that. And the personal support piece is is excellent. The content is excellent. But truly, what really is the best thing, in my opinion, about the Little School of Big Change is that there is a group of people doing this together. People from all over the world. Some of them have issues that look similar to yours. Most of them do not. And it's amazing because we're all looking at ourselves and our stuff in the exact same way. We're seeing that it is the same. It's not so different. And when we look toward what we all share and we see all of this together, you just start seeing things. And then when your friends in the little school of big change are having insights and their things are falling away and they inspire you and it leads you to see things, it's just this this amazing kind of momentum comes up and takes over and does just just produces miracles in this little group. And 
So that's why I love it so much. And I would love to have you check it out. So again, it begins March 2nd. And you can see more at the littleschoolofbigchange.com. You can pre-enroll for the March 2nd course anytime now. That will save your seat and it will save you $47 on enrollment and you get some other cool stuff while you're waiting. So check it out at the littleschoolofbigchange.com. So on to this episode with Kirk Souter. Oh my gosh, I love this episode. You're going to hear it in my voice as as we go through. You're going to hear how much fun I had and how exciting it was. Kirk Souter is um, he's a leadership expert, coach. Coach doesn't really seem to cut it, but he's done so much for gigantic companies, for leaders. He's done so much in just so many different areas of life. Um, I'm going to put all his details in the notes so you can check those out. But he he speaks about our soul purpose in a way that I think is just so simple and really profound. I've seen so many people, myself included, at, at one point in life, agonize over this idea of having a purpose. Because when it looks like we have a purpose or even a soul purpose, that's even bigger. Of course, we're all saying, well, do I know mine? <laughs> Where is it? What is it? I think it should probably feel bigger than this. I think it should look different than that. And so it's like this idea of a purpose just throws us straight into our heads sometimes and has us questioning everything and feeling like we're missing something and all of that. So the whole purpose thing still gives me a, a little, little nervousness, a little pause. But this conversation with Kirk, I mean, we just talk about how it, just like I've talked about in other episodes of Changeable, we just follow these nudges. It's just a pull. It's not all that stuff that our mind tells us it's supposed to look and feel like. And when we really just see how simple it is, you can't help but be guided by it. I think even if you don't see how simple it is, we're guided by it all the time. We just maybe don't realize it. So Kirk talks about some amazing work he's done. And we just talk about you know things that insights he's had in his own life that have woken him up to his sole purpose, how he works with clients, and just a really, really great conversation. So enjoy this one with Kirk Souter. Hey, Kirk, thank you so much for coming on Changeable. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks, Amy. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk with you. So, um, so maybe kick us off, I guess, and say a little bit about the kind of work that you do with leaders and people. I, I would love to, for us to have a conversation around soul purpose, which you've written a, co-written a book about, and also just how change happens kind of at an individual level and on a big level. So I, I'm excited about us getting to both of those places. But tell us first kind of how, yeah, like what you're doing with leaders and just kind of what you do in the world. Sure. So. I'm a you know part owner of a company called Enso that helps you know the big business uh, uh, do positive things in the world, positive initiatives. And the aspect uh, you know we do it both through kind of initiatives on the ground, but what I'm involved with is actually working with the consciousness of leaders. So it, you know what what we see as what is really far upstream to positive impact in the world, which is you know, from where are these leaders um, uh, leading themselves internally? Is it from a place of, 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 you know, unlimited possibility where, you know, the impact that they can make, that their companies can make um, becomes, um, you know, absolutely unimaginable, right? And that's what we really want to create in the world is, is that. So my work um, is 
working with leaders one-on-one or in groups or like you said at, at, at gatherings like Soul Purpose where we navigate that journey from what they thought you know business was and what they thought leadership was and the, 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 the conditionings and the paradigms of that into a whole new summit of, of um, a whole different way of looking at um, who they are and from that Therefore, what is possible for them in the world that that was dramatically different from the old paradigm they were in. So the the work I do is kind of getting them in contact with what their true nature is. And then from there, they see all kinds of new possibilities as it pertains to what, how they're going to spend their lives and how they're going to impact the world. Do you think uh, most people know, do most of the people you come in contact with know that they're sort of in their own way in a sense that they aren't seeing the full potential or do they think they are, but, but you kind of see that even more is possible? Um, for the most part, they aren't aware that it's actually their own thoughts that are kind of what's getting in the way. For the most part, it's I'm here right now over here and I'm not experiencing the experience I want to have. I'm not experiencing sense of aliveness, of meaning, of, of joy, of fulfillment. And I really want to experience that. I've kind of mastered my area of work and business, but I'm still not experiencing that. So how do I get to have that experience? Right. So that's generally the starting place. Yeah. And it's the aha, the big ahas are when um, in the work in the, the journey of working together, we're able to look at kind of the self-emplaced limitations and blocks and and everything else that have been put there, you know, limiting beliefs about reality and so on, that, you know, at first when they see that it's something they've created, it's a little bit of dismay. But then the light bulb goes on because they realize if they created it, they can let it go and that will open up, a, you know, a whole different realm of possibility. Yeah. I, you know, so it's kind of like, um, this is how I would, you tell me if this is wrong, but this is how I kind of hear it in language I would use. It's like along this uh, horizontal, they're like, I'm over here and I want to be down there five steps, right? So how do you help me get from this spot to that spot? And where you take them is along a vertical saying, hey, the, the whole horizontal is kind of made up anyway. Let's blow it all out of the water. <laughs> and then there's a whole new world. That is exactly right. You know, I'll frequently, you know, define it as um, uh, from some of the training I had. Of, uh, they're on the goal line of life, and it's about moving to the soul line of life. And yeah. understand that um, it isn't at the expense of the goals; it's actually in service to even greater um, uh, capability, um, uh, innovation, um, and possibility on that old horizontal line. But that the way to really get there isn't, like you said, by continuing to crawl linearly across that line. It's by going a different direction. It's so funny, isn't it? How, um, how it really does look. Our mind just tells us it's, it, you know, like you can't have what you want. You can't be fully aligned and like do what you love and put your kids through college or, you know, it's just, oh my gosh, is that, I know my mind says that. I mean, is that really universal? That's, that's pretty universal. It's, it's, you know, conditioning that, you know, is, I find a lot in the people I work with. It was true of me, you know, my own journey um, into this work. It, it was a journey of, um, of having to let go of that polarity that what I did 
in service to the world had to be different than what I did for a living, that, that you either had to choose between you know, doing well financially or doing good in the world. And when I saw that in myself and recognized that that was just a belief I held, there wasn't a Rosetta Stone in the middle of the universe that, that had that chiseled on it. It, yeah. it, it's made up. And let that go that all of a sudden new possibilities began to move over my transom that um, were, you know, where, where, where that polarity didn't exist, where both came together. And, and, and I'm not going to say whether, whether they just started to appear because I let go of the belief or I could simply see them now. You know, you use the words, Amy, you know, we're looking down and, yet, you know, doing everything we need to do. And I think that's really accurate. We're, we're, we're looking in a different direction. And those possibilities may be coming, you know, around us. It's just that our beliefs have us have a little spotlight on reality and not the, the, the whole light showing the whole room of possibility until we choose to look up and let go of any thoughts that had us looking down. Yeah. Yeah. I love in your book, you talk about your story um, of having terminal cancer that you should not have survived, but you did, thank God. And, you know, how that, I I mean, I should let you tell it, but I'll just say what I really heard and felt in that is like two things. One, um, seeing that life was terminal. I mean, really, and, and I'll put the link to your book, but the way just reading it, it was like, yeah, that's, it was no question in your mind, like, no, this life thing is what is absolutely terminal for all of us. And you talk about seeing that and knowing that and then seeing somebody all angry about traffic or something. And, and that wasn't you. You really were living in it until, until the old conditioning crept back in, right? And then when, one day you woke up and you were the angry guy in traffic. And that, I think, like, I'm just so fascinated with that because that does seem like the human psychological condition anyway, not that we're not that we're locked into that at all, but psychologically, we wake up to stuff all the time, like huge stuff. And we absolutely know what's important in life. And then what do we do? We fall back asleep? Like, you know, I don't know. So I'm so curious to hear how you see that. Um, yeah, that back and forth and what it's like. How, like, why is it that we keep falling back asleep and then waking up in little ways? Yeah, I, I, I have to think that the answer to why we do that is because maybe for some reason it's important to do that. It's important to understand that wakefulness and sleep are a choice in a way, right? Like, like, and that we can go back and forth. Our awareness can go back and forth from this, you know, uh, profound awareness of, of source and self that experience in the cancer experience. And then the sleep experience of, you know, buying into all the conditioning and everything and, and thinking of, you know, um, what was important and what mattered was, was very different. And, and while it was very dismaying to me at the time, like you said, when I realized I had become that guy again, who, you know, um, who I never thought I would be, um, was that, um, but wait a second, like, yes, but isn't it beautiful? We live in a universe that's been designed so that I don't have to stay here. Yeah. You know, that I can, by by the simple awareness of the fact that I had been asleep, you know, and um, uh, I get to look in a different direction of wakefulness, right? And, And 
the, the experience of having gone back and forth had me make a choice to um, spend the rest of my life with, you know, inactive practice and work and, and experiences that would keep me in touch with that truth so that I, I while I may fall, week, fall asleep for a day or two, it's not going to be a long period of time before my practice connects me back to, you know, what I really am. Yeah. So what is your practice? I mean, if you had to say, what is it that's had this really stick for you? Again, not 100% of the time, but more so than not. Yeah. You know, I think what the practice is, is to have a, 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 a vigilance. I don't want to, I, I wish I had a different word because that makes it sound hard, but and, you know, a, a more consistent awareness, let me put it that way, of, of in every moment being aware of my experience and how I'm perceiving and what I'm feeling and using kind of the, the, the everyday human experience as kind of rungs on a ladder to awakening. So, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm in traffic and and someone cuts me off and, and I'm all angry. I take it personally. He, like he did it to me, whatever my thinking is at the time, right? And to just be aware of, oh my gosh, I am, I am moving in that experience. What is that telling me about where I am and, and, and in relation to, um, uh, you know, my true nature and what reality is? And, and so it's, a, it's, a, it's just kind of a, a growing dedication to the observation of my life as a series of experiences going by that I can learn from yeah. and, and, and to utilize that. And, and um, as, uh, you know, it's not something good or bad happening to me. It's just something happening and I can choose to uh, use it for my upliftment and, 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 and service to my connection or I can not. Right. And, um, and just having that awareness, I think. I think it's so, so huge. It's like everything to be in a place where we can begin to just, like you said, it's, it's just different facets of life. It's, I mean, and, you know, sometimes when we, and we've all in our own way felt the, the extremes, what feel like extremes. Again, on that linear line, it's like this one's way over here and that one's way over there. But when life is an and or a circle, they're not that different at all. They're just, they're not even that extreme. They're just all one thing in a sense. It's like different fluctuations of life coming through. And, and so that's what it's, you know, it's like for you to kind of just notice those and feel those and be awake to those and let them guide you. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. You know, it's kind of, there's, there's a, in, in soul purpose, we talk about what we call 360 degree receptivity, right? Which is to understand, like it goes back to what you were saying is, you know, at the core of it, we are all the same thing, right? This, this um, creative intelligence that just kind of is, has umbrellaed out and create all these different amazing forms. I'm, a, I'm one of those forms. The rock outside my house is another one's forms. The tree is, everything is. It, but in, it, there's, there's no way around that. It. it all has to be made out of that same intelligence. Therefore, you know, when something is emerging for me, an opportunity for learning or whatever it is. It's not, it's not woo-woo or hocus-pocus to, to see that 
if the intelligence that's inhabiting me is inhabiting the tree across the street and the, the person I'm going to run into at the cafe, that, that that's how that intelligence will inform me of what I need to be informed about. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, that, um, uh, and, and, you know, a beautiful real life example is the work this biologist did in British Columbia around trees, finding out that in a giant grove of trees, like, I mean, like, you know, uh, many hectares that, 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 that if a, one tree ha- is having a challenge with nutrients or something else that the other trees will communicate that underground and then give that tree the exact nutrients that it needs, right? They're in cooperation. And so it's, it, if that is true, then if the intelligence works that way for trees, then I believe it must work that way for all of us. Yeah. Right. And, and I might not be able to see the roots that connect you and me, you know, you know, uh, from where, from where my, my, my viewpoint is, but neither do those trees that happens underground. And I think that that's true for us humans in our experience too, that, that, um, everything around us is connected. Therefore we can grow and learn if, if our eyes and ears and open, uh, uh, for exactly what we happen to need in the moment. I, I just, um, just this morning, we had um, a guest speaker in the little school of Big Change and she, uh, her mom is, is going through Alzheimer's early on. She's like in her early 60s when she first got it. And Brianne was telling us how, um, oh my gosh, I mean, it was just so amazing. Just the stuff she's learned by seeing her mom become not her mom anymore, really, become someone completely different. And their whole relationship is changing is changed completely and has many times. And what that shows us about identity and this and that, you know, just how we think things are. And it's so beautiful. But she said something that really struck me. She said of all the mentors and teachers and books and all of that, that she's learned so much from, nothing has even come close to just being alive and being her mom's daughter and going through this experience, you know? And it just reminds me of what you're saying, where it's like, in our innocence, we make it so difficult sometimes of, I'm sure you hear things like this, like, well, what is my purpose? And I have to find my purpose or what should I be doing? And, you know, of course we do. Of course we, we have minds. That's what they do. But to also see what you're saying, like, wow, that is all just, that is all just the tree saying, I'm all alone over here. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's totally taken care of. It just doesn't know it. Exactly. You know, that's why I'm so glad you brought that up because particularly, like, again, with these the people I work with, you know, there is that, like you said, there is that, well, what, what is my purpose? How can I make the most impact in the world? Like, like, and they begin to look at it from an outside, an outer perspective of where is their need? Where, how can I, you know, make, you know, there's still in the idea of scale, meaning one kind of scale and everything else. And, and, you know, we love to use the quote by Howard Thurman, where he says, you know, ask not what the world needs, ask what brings you alive and go do it because what the world needs is more people who have been brought alive, right? And we use that as a starting point because what we're saying is to get in contact with what what you're calling your purpose, your mission in life, the impact you want to make is to not start outside, but to start inside and trust that, that that feeling that you get in whatever you're doing that makes you feel brought alive when you feel that energy, that that is actually, that's the communication 
from, you know, our deeper nature, true self, that we are on the right track, right? And it's, we don't even have to know what the ending impact is going to be. In fact, we can't because it's like that we, you know, it's by simply trusting what brings us alive and leaning into that, the, the path appears as we walk it. And then the impact appears as it, that's meant to come about too. But that, that, that grand intelligence may have a much better idea of what the impact we can make. And it may not look like it, we want it to look. It's, you know, it's like I've, I've, I've heard that in your work, which I really love. Um, it could look, but it could look like something so much grander even than what we could imagine if we're willing to just trust the feeling and let go of, you know, the, the, um, the, the forms that we develop in our head of what it needs to look like. Right. And, and, and let go of the idea of we know what impact is and we know what scale is because that intelligence um, might have a whole different plan than we do. Ideally it does. Ideally it does because, you know, in my own life, I, I love this principle so much that I, you know, I get excited at, you know, when I'm starting to go in a different a direction, my ego immediately throws out a form like, it has to look like this. This is, you know, something in the book we call preference versus purpose, right? And, and, and I'll say, ooh, you know, instead of, you know, holding on to that preference with a closed fist like this, like this is what it has to be. If I just open it up, um, uh, the universe might put something even more spectacular spectacular in the sense of what brings me alive there, right? That I couldn't possibly imagine from the finiteness of my thinking, right? So um, that is such an important thing. And, and it, lights, it lights these business leaders up because they love the idea of um, uh, that this might be even something more than I can dream. Yeah. And yeah. it's so, oh my, I mean, it's so simple in a way, but it's the, it's very hard also because it's like to hold something, to, to see, see something that's exciting, start to take some form and to not cling to it and crush it, <laughs> which is what we do when we cling to it, right? To just hold it loosely and, and look more to that feeling than the form that it's turning into. Exactly. You know, and I think it's about a, a conditioning around you know, certainty. You know, we as yeah. in the human experience, we like to feel certainty about things and about directions, that even though that might actually not never ever be possible, but but only an illusion. And and I remember many years ago, I was in a um, I was a volunteer in a in a, um, a project, and I still do volunteer twice a year in a in a project where we go into prisons and and do this kind of work with um, maximum security inmates and 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 you know the process is we both you know will facilitate for an inmate but the inmate will also facilitate us with the same principles right cuz we have just as much stuff as they do and and it's it creates a beautiful you know, ecosystem in there and i remember i was working on this exact thing amy inside myself of of really getting stuck on needing certainty about the future, you know, and, and my plan and what this amazing woman named CJ, uh, uh, a lifer in the prison who was my facilitator at the time said, you know, she said, 
what if you heard this? And this is something that just kind of came through her. Like she said, this is just coming through me. I don't know where it's coming from, but I'd love to share it with you. And, and it was the divine unknowing gives the universe the space to create miracles for me beyond which I could think, plan, or dream. Wow. Like, wow. <sighs> In that moment, like, she managed to totally replace a series of thoughts in my mind around because the unknown, the future might not have exactly what I want. It's bad. It's dangerous. She replaced it with, um, you know, that, that unknown, because it is the unknown, you know, this quantum field of potential can not only, yeah, it could bring me what I want, but it could bring me something so much more. Yeah. And I never looked at it that way. I never looked in that direction in that on that theme before. And and now so now I just get excited, right? Like like yeah, like I have an idea. I have an idea what it looked like, but like I wonder what the universe is up to. Yes. I love that. Oh, that's such a fun game to play, you know, really. Like I think I know, and I'm even maybe taking steps toward what I, you know, what, what I think it's yeah. going to look like. Yeah. yeah, it's super fun, especially when, you, when it might all be for nothing. You might scrap it and something different comes along and when you love that. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, yeah, it's not to say we don't have a vision and, and take steps to it. It's just that, you know, when something new comes up, are we willing to really look at it as a possibility, even though it might not be literally the exact form we're trying to seek and say, ah, oh, you know, it's not exactly it, but actually I can see where that would actually be even more fun or cooler or delightful or bigger, whatever, whatever it is. And, and that's just the, 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 the frame of mind that ideally we have, not that we don't seek you know our goals and so on but just we are i think the you know the 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 business world and tech world word for it now is the pivot right but the way i look at it is just kind of like following our path we're just not sure where the path is going to go right and and that's that's another kind of wonderful moment in this work is a lot of these leaders are used to there being a path Right, there's a path to where to, to being the CEO of this company, or the, you know, and so on. And and where we go in the work is is um, to a place where the path ends because now they're supposed to make the path because now this is the path that's coming from their yeah. inner inner knowing and wisdom and 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 so it's going to be a new path because this creative intelligence that we're all a part of you know, has never repeated itself once in the 13 billion years it's been making this universe. Not even one snowflake has has repeated again. So one thing we know, it's kind of a maniac for new, right? So so to to reframe it for them, the exciting thing is that you don't see the path because this is the one you're to make. This is why you're here in this story, right? Right, this this new part of it. Gosh, it's so, I just love it. I always picture like standing at the edge of a cliff or like that phrase, um, the future is an incomplete equation. Oh my gosh, it just resonated with me so much. And I don't even know what it means, <laughs> but it just feels like you're just looking into nothingness. And how exciting is that? It's so, it, you know, it's, 
it's everything and nothing all out there. And, and then yet we get caught up and we want something there. We want to see something there, but I just, I think it's so cool. So, um, so it's almost like we're always tweaking, right? We're all, and it's not even, and like you said, like, it's not, it's not really tweaking or pivoting. It's flowing more, but it's meant to kind of fluctuate. Yeah. 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 You know, our ego will perceive it as a change. Oh, that's a change. Whereas I think our deeper knowing, if we're really able to kind of, you know, see those thoughts, you know, and say, wait a second, like, even that is a thought, like, maybe this isn't um, a, uh, an about face or a detour, maybe this is the way. And in fact, how could it not be in a sense of, you know, that intelligence that's running through everything, it's not like it kind of is actively making mistakes. It's just, um, uh, you know, mo- you know, uh, moving forward in the way that it knows. It's just might be different than the, the little picture we've drawn in our mind. Yeah. Do you still get nervous? Like if you get a, a pull and it's, it's a pull, like you feel it, but your mind can't make sense of it yet. You know, there's no form there yet. I don't know. How is that for you? Are you just so like immune to that now that and you know that that's where the good stuff is or does it still kind of set off some fear? It's, it still can set off some fear. You know, I think when, when, you know, having kids and, uh, and those things, like, like to me, that's one of the higher curriculums in this work is children in the, in the sense of like, you know, you're, I, I'll just speak for me, you know, I reached the place where, you know what, like in my cancer experience and everything, it's like, bring it on, anything can happen. I'm okay. You know, whatever it is, it's, it can't be worse than, you know, those two doctors coming in and telling me I've, I had 18 months to live. So it's like, let's just bring it on. But then for me, having children, it's like all of a sudden it, it became in my heart not okay for, for, you know, anything to happen, right? Like yeah. they're supposed to have these sublimely happy, absolutely copacetic lives that go from zero to 110. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so that was new training for me, right? And I think I'm still in um, aspects of, of learning that that curriculum to the fullest as it applies to this. Right. But, um, but in my heart, I still know it's true. You know, I, I still know it, it's, uh, um, uh, it's true for them and it's true for me and it's true for our relationship. Like I remember when my son was um, around two or three and um, I was having a difficult thing. I was a new father wanting to do my best. And whenever we played together, he ended up having a tantrum and I'm going, you know, what am I doing wrong? And I kind of started to work with this and, and worked with a, a, a coach on this. And, and, and I became aware through the coaching that um, I, you know, like my son's building blocks and every time he would get to something really hard and he, he, it collapsed three or four times, you know, I would kind of come in and say, Oh, let's do it together. Right. And, and, um, and that, that it was in those instances where frequently, you know, he would have his tantrum and, and the coach, you know, beautifully reflected to me, you know, he said, so every time he's about to actually accomplish what he came to the planet for, to learn, <laughs> you jump in. You and rip it away. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. 
here I thought I was being the good dad. And I, I, you know, I'm projecting my own kind of, you know, there, there should be no struggle or suffering in the world onto my son, whereas he was perfectly comfortable with it, right? He hadn't adopted my conditioning yet, right? Yeah. About and so um, I remember, you know, just wanting to kind of, when I had, had that epiphany to just run home and, and first, you know, let him just do what he does all the time. And then also, you know, show my own struggle more visibly to him, right? So that to know that it's absolutely okay, right? And, um, and so, yeah, there, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a much higher level, like curriculum in a way in this work of, of, of understanding that um, uh, it's still, you know, about letting go of our thoughts about what is and just trusting what is. Yeah. I love that. Again, though, life just keeps upping the ante and giving us the new lesson <laughs> in all so many different ways. Yeah. We keep expanding right into the next level of awareness and yeah. uh, it's not like I tell my clients, it's, it's that you, still experience things like upset and anxiety and so on doesn't mean you're like you're they're always worried they're backsliding it means you're you know coming into the next level of awareness of of of, uh, that's available to you that's all yeah I love in your book um you talked about uh that question so I heard it originally as um kind of like rather than what do I want to make happen, what wants to happen? I think you said it or heard it from Eckhart Tolle as like, when are my dreams going to come true? And your dreams are like, well, when are you going to wake up or when are you going to come true? <laughs> so like just that flip though, I mean, to me, that's exa- that's everything we're talking about because it's just soul led rather than head led. Exactly. Exactly. It's that, yeah, the, the switch was for, you know, what should I do with my life to what would you have me do with my life? Yeah. That intelligence, right? And and that is to me, that's the probably the biggest before and after moment of life, you know, of when we move from the you know, that um I I have to figure this out, I have to make this happen to the, you know, the opening and allowing it to happen through me and to trust that and to allow that and and the much greater joy that we can have in that experience because it's, you know, it's, we, we're not carrying the whole weight of the success of the universe on our shoulders. We're realizing that, you know, it's not like we're dancing, we're being danced by this intelligence and, and we can let go and allow. And, um, and it's not that we're become passive. I think it's just the opposite. It's, it's, in that allowing, even more possibilities come through that we get to play with and choose into and, and experiment with um, uh, towards, you know, whatever we want to create. Um, it's this magical kind of um, uh, uh, co-creative process where, you know, I, I tell my clients, it's imagine, you know, you're in a sailboat and, and the wind is blowing your ship and this giant wind, this big, beautiful direction, but you still have your have your hand on the tiller and saying going a little bit that way and going a little bit that way and you're still designing your own experience but you're you 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 are realizing that you know um uh that that there is a wind and you know it's what's making it all happen um and uh and 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 you know 
it's such a big shift for a lot of leaders to move from the I make it happen to let's let this thing emerge through all of us and see what happens. Yeah. And I would imagine um, it's tough sometimes for the, or it takes time for everybody to see that, um, that we're constantly like getting feedback about all of it, <laughs> about all of it. But like where, you know, where it looks one day like, oh, well, this is hard because it's the wrong path or because my team's not good enough or because I have a stressful job or whatever. Like seeing that feeling of hard as feedback that maybe we have our hand on the tiller a little too much, like that it's just this little nudge to just, like you said earlier, just loosen the grip a tiny bit more, let the wind do a little more of the work. I mean, that is so, you know, it's just, it's gigantic and it sounds so subtle as we say it, but it's hard. Yeah. It's it's, that maybe it's gotten hard because we're no longer aligned with the wind and we're blowing into the sail ourselves, that incremental thing, well, I can do it, you know? And when just a little shift in a direction of, of the sail and allowing all of a sudden we're, 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 um, we're cruising, you know, and it's not that we're cruising and, and everything becomes perfect. It's just that um, we are entering an experience of alignment that's going to, you know, allow so much grace and ease to enter the picture when it's available, right? And, and enables us to also enjoy the experience more. I think that's so huge to see. Tell us about your event, because I don't know much about, like your, is it an annual event that you do? Yeah, it's an annual event called, called Soul Purpose. And it's an it's a invitation and gathering of, you know, of, of business leaders to come who are on that precipice, right? Who are on the precipice of, okay, I feel like I've reached this level I always wanted to reach and, and yet I'm not getting the fulfillment I want. And so how do I navigate that, that, that pathway towards meaning and purpose? And, um, and so we, we kind of, um, you know, uh, in two and a half days kind of, you know, really truncate, um, but try and, you know, recreate the arc that is the arc that I, you know, use with a lot of my clients around, you know, um, helping them move to a different place of inner leadership. Um, and then from there, you know, allow a new vision to appear and then one by one, let go of any of the thoughts that they may have placed between them and that possibility. Um, uh, uh, doing a lot of the things we spoke, we've spoken about, about the, the, you know, this idea of having a preference and of what it looks like, but being open to something grander that might come forward. So when we take them along that, that, that journey so that by the end of that two and a half days, they have come into a greater experience of a relationship with the true self of letting that, you know, you know, it's just, just like off of one of your, your podcasts, the, you know, letting the, the, the true self finally be the master and the ego be the servant, right? And and to to make it okay with my my true self is going to dream the the vision, and I'm going to use my thoughts and my ego to actualize that the way you know the way it does. And so um, uh, by by the time they leave, they they're leaving with kind of a vision and an action plan um, in terms of how that's going to happen. You know, um, one of my you know. 
uh, favorite examples is is a and I can speak about this. She's one of my coaching clients, but I can speak about it because we've 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 made we've talked about this process publicly. Which is um, she came? She's she's um, the global head of product design at, at Mattel, and when she came to the first sole purpose. Um, she was on the precipice of thinking to really follow her soul. She needed to lead the company. And um, as we worked through the process though, and came to that thing of like preference versus purpose or, 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 you know, how I think it should look versus am I open to a different possibility? What Ken became aware, aware of is sure. She could go and leave and, and, and to pursue her purpose, which she, encountered and discovered as helping the disenfranchised and the marginalized of the world or, you know, um, stay in a company and perhaps not be able to do that. And what the process showed her when she freed freed herself from some of the thinking was that, wait a second, what if I could look at this entire Fortune 500 company as a platform and a means by which my purpose can come out into the world? Right, so really flipping it around from uh, you know just this, I, I love this as it pertains to our thinking. How just one thought, just one thought of, of before it was this is in my way, and suddenly you go to the next thought. Wait a second, it can be in service, yeah. right? Like complete opposite, yeah. Complete opposite, oh. and as a result, you know, Kim is the one who you know, spearheaded the new diversity line of Barbies. So, you know, brought all the diversity into there, the new body and sizes, which are so important. Um, and um, this year uh, she brought out um, uh, with her team, um, uh, the uh, Barbies with disabilities, you know, and uh, prosthetic legs and wheelchair so that all girls can see themselves and, and these, and, and then her, her big dream. And, and, and this was one of her like real core things from the beginning was to bring into the world, the first gender neutral doll line, knowing that, you know, kids were growing up today in a, in a non-binary way. And can we make them feel okay about that? And, and it was, this was one that she thought would be impossible you know, given the state of the world and everything else. Well, um, it was launched this fall and um, it made Time Magazine's one of the top inventions of 2019 because of the the kids. And it, it, you know, is such a beautiful example to me of, you know, this inside out understanding of life, right? Which is um, my outer is this projection of my inner and, and its possibilities are a projection of the, the possibilities I hold inside. And when possibility expanded in Kim, the outer like matched it. Right. And it wasn't that it was an easy journey. Um, but what was brilliant about Kim was she, you know, chose to earn own every challenge as herself, not about the people she was, you know, ha- having to, convinced but about like how do I um be in this situation in a way that that enables understanding right and 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 that's why it's out in the world and that's why it's you know impacting um uh uh 
kids around the world to, to feel more comfortable in themselves. So, because if she would have jumped out there, it looks—it's so daunting. It looks, and again, it looks like an exception. And it's like, well, the world thinks this, whoever the world is, and this will never happen, right? So she just stays into what she knows, and oh my gosh, and then the world reflects what she knows. Exactly. That's beautiful. Wow. The world becomes a uh, a beautiful kind of actualizer of, of what was coming through Kim. Yeah. Right? And that's available to all of us. It's yes. Like if we're willing, if we're just willing for a moment just to even entertain the experiment of what if, you know, the, the, what I'm experiencing out there is just a response to what I believing available is in, inside myself. And what if yeah. I just for a moment took the experiment of saying, okay, let me therefore um, look in the inside and let go of, of thoughts and so on that might not be serving me and see what happens. Like that, that alone, I think, changed the world. Totally. <laughs> I love that. Wow. Thank you so much for, for this whole conversation. I could talk with you all day, but, I but I won't, but I love this so much, really. It's, um, and I know listeners are going to love it. It's so, you know, it's just this beautiful illustration of exactly what we talk about all the time, which is like, we have everything we need and, and it's so much simpler and closer to home. It is home. It is us than we even know. And I just love all your stories. And I think it really, uh, it's really going to help a lot of people. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. I, you know, it, it, um, knowing the work you do in the world and everything else, it made it so much easier for me to, to, to do because of, you know, uh, a very synchronous energy. So thank you. Yeah, great. Thanks, Kirk. Thanks, Amy. If you struggle with binge eating or overeating in any way, I have something coming up that you might want to check out. Next Tuesday, February 11th, I'm doing a totally free one-hour webinar specifically about finding freedom from binge eating and overeating from within this new paradigm. How it looks, how I've seen it look for others, the absolute best that I've seen lead to insights that free people from these issues. So you can save your seat for the free webinar at dramyjohnson.com slash webinars. And if these are things that you struggle with, I really, really hope to see you there. 